Lucas, thank you for inviting me. Nice to see you. Hey, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome, everybody. And um, today we are going to meet the Indonesia Bitcoin community. Uh, really look forward to that. And um, we, uh, uh, this is a space that's hosted by uh, Global Bitcoin Fest. We did a spontaneous 24-hour non-stop Twitter space on the 7th of September when um, El Salvador adopted um, uh, Bitcoin as legal tender. And we did uh, the space together with uh, Bitcoin communities from all over the world. And uh, since then, we've decided that we... We'll continue the tradition and do a weekly space, at least with uh, uh, communities around the globe. And um, today we will uh, also give away 150,000 sats to the audience, um, 50,000 and 100,000 sats to anyone that has uh, retweeted uh, the tweet that I will post at the top. And with that said, um, I'm Lucas. I'm going to be moderating. I'm not going to speak too much. Um, I'm super curious to hear what's happening in Indonesia. And um, I also have a personal soft spot for Indonesia as I uh, lived in Bali for a year. And I also commuted to Jakarta and um, uh, did various uh, various um, meetings I was helping a startup that was uh, uh, building its presence in Indonesia. Um, I thought that maybe if we could start by making a quick uh, round uh, with each of the uh, guests, uh, maybe Pratiwi, uh, co-host, maybe you could start uh, just uh, a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you in Indonesia and how did you get into Bitcoin yourself? Okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Lucas, for um, conducting this Bitcoin space on Twitter space. Uh, So Happy New Year one more time for everyone. And so uh, my name is Pratiwi. I'm from Surabaya. I live in Surabaya right now. And I started um, investing or saving in Bitcoin since 2019. At that time, uh, Bitcoin and crypto market is in bear market. And uh, for myself, actually, I started, I know, I know about Bitcoin. I heard about Bitcoin like any other else. We start to uh, heard about it like uh, years before in 2013. But yeah, I didn't pay much attention. And actually, it's something new. But in 2019, I meet some friends and then I meet old friend of mine, uh, which is uh, Henry Mualim. He's consultant BTC who apparently cannot uh, join us right now. So I talked to him and I discussed a lot about Bitcoin. And from that no, from that uh, went on, I started to save in Bitcoin. And 
and I meet some friends in Bitcoin space and then I also um, catch up with Dea. Actually, she is my classmate back in university time uh, in Surabaya. So thank you for inviting us. Thank you for uh, letting the people know about Bitcoin community in Indonesia. So that's all from me. So I think I would like to uh, invite fellow friends, uh, fellow Bitcoin community friends, uh, which is Dea and then uh, Danny Taniwan. Uh, he is the one, um, he is actually the old generation in uh, Indonesia. And then we also have Ada Apa Dengan Bitcoin. Ada Apa Dengan Bitcoin, I love uh, his words because you, as you know, um, actually a lot of literature and then resources are in English, but you know, since it is very technical, I'm, I appreciate the way Ada Apa Dengan Bitcoin uh, try to uh, deliver the resources, the main resources of Bitcoin literature and then uh, discussion Bahasa Indonesia. So everyone can have equal access to that information and knowledge. So I think um, I would like to invite Dea Reskita to uh, introduce, introduce herself. Thanks, Pratiwi. Uh, yeah, thank you, Lucas, for hosting this Indonesia Bitcoin uh, space. Yeah, like I think a lot of people want to know what's happening in Indonesia. There's a lot of uh, news about Indonesia lately with, uh, yeah, like, you know, uh, from the Islamic community and etc. But anyway, um, I think we're going to talk about it later. Uh, my name is Dea, and I am currently living in Bali. Uh, uh, and yeah, I, I have my podcast called My Bitcoin Story. Um, that's, um, yeah, you can find it on, on Spotify and Anchor. And also uh, currently right now uh, with Pratiwi and then uh, in here ada apa dengan Bitcoin, we organize our the first Indonesia Bitcoin conference uh, actually in the 31st of October. That was really cool. And some of the people in here are also participating in that. So uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, I, I actually bought Bitcoin in 2016 through a Bitcoin ATM. Um, it's just like a, in the beginning thought, like it's, a <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, you know, uh, something new, internet money. But um, I guess I started to really understood about Bitcoin um, in, I guess, in uh, 2019, 2020. That's when uh, it's really hit me. And uh, since then, we're just, you know, sharing with people about what is Bitcoin and how it's going to benefit them. Yeah. So um, I think we can also go to Hansen. Oh, sorry. Had uh, <laughs> in Bitcoin. <laughs> Maybe want okay, to say. Yeah, just, yeah, just okay. introduce yourself. Yes, uh, my name is Hansen. I'm from Ada Bitcoin. It's 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 like what's up with Bitcoin in Indonesian language. Uh, started buying Bitcoin uh, in the last bull run, 2017. Usual stuff. Came for the money. Stayed for the revolution. Because the more I studied it, the more I, I I was convinced there's something wrong in the world that needs that needs 
big thing. And yes, uh, one of the problems in Indonesia is uh, language barrier. So I, I learned a lot from, from, from resources internationally, but every time I, I referenced it to my friends, uh, the only barrier is English language. So yeah, it, it actually started by me making it in Indonesian, so I do not have to explain like multiple times to people. I can just send them the link and they can read or watch it with wait Indonesian subtitles. Uh, but yeah, then I met Thea and and all of the other Indonesian educators, and I'm grateful for it. And we will we will proceed in educating Indonesian uh, outside of the hype only. You need better, deeper talks about this issue. Great. And Dan, um, very curious to hear from you. Um, I hear you're the hey, old Hi. <laughs> hi, Lucas. Nice to meet you. Uh, just now I have my uh, problem with the, the mic. That's why I cannot talk. <laughs> Okay, uh, hi all, uh, happy new year. Uh, my name is, uh, Danny. Um, about history, okay. Um, I started, uh, knowing, uh, knowing Bitcoin at 2010. Okay, I read, I read from some media about Bitcoin and then, uh, I, I try to, yeah, search, yeah, about Bitcoin and then, uh, I try to mine Bitcoin that time, uh, at 2010 but uh that time yeah bitcoin doesn't have any value yet and i also don't know uh after i mine this bitcoin uh i don't know what to uh to do with that bitcoin and then yeah i thought this is um a thing of scam or what then so that i stopped mining after one month i think i i get it around that time around 500 bitcoin and then uh, after that, I delayed it. Yeah. Uh, I delayed everything. Yeah. The folder, the private key, everything. Then, uh, yeah, I think this is nothing. Uh. Uh, so I left it. Then after then 2015, I heard about Bitcoin again. Uh, I read from the news again. Then, uh, that time the price is around, uh, thousand, thousand something. Yeah. Uh, at 2013, or, yeah, 2013, it's something, and then he dropped again. Then I said that, ah, I think this is going to be a scam. So uh, uh, I don't pay much attention about it until 2017, and then the Bitcoin come back to 1,000 something again. Then I say like, oh, uh, this is something interesting. Let, let's buy some of it. So uh, I buy I bought my first Bitcoin at, uh, I think the price is 2000, 2200, I think, uh, $2,000. Yeah. And I, uh, from, from that time, I, yeah, I, I researched more about Bitcoin. I read more about Bitcoin and yeah. Um, and that time actually, um, 2017 is uh, the bull run. So actually, uh, not Bitcoin only. So I, I also invest in a lot of shitcoin that time. Uh, uh, I try my luck uh, uh, to invest in few ICOs, you know, and uh, I 
I and that time also I'm very optimistic about the the blockchain uh, space. You know, so I I start a community, a blockchain community in Indonesia, and then uh, yeah, and gather a lot of friends that interested in blockchain as well, and also um, yeah, we we bought a lot of uh, those shitcoin ICO that time. And then, yeah, uh, after 2017, everyone get wrecked, I think. <laughs> uh, and I quite lost uh, much uh, money in that time. And then, um, and then uh, I started to, to learn more. Uh, then uh, 2018, uh, I created uh, with my partner, Christopher. Um, we, we, we created a group called Crypto Watch. Yeah, actually, that time um, we 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 created that group is for uh, the close friend to talk about yeah Bitcoin and all those stuff about crypto stuff. But then, uh, yeah, uh, that time you know uh, we we don't have much uh, con- content or any any paper in uh, Bahasa language. That's why uh, I I told my partner. Why don't just we start uh, translating white paper to Bahasa, and then yeah, uh, because because I'm not good in English and writing, uh, but but my partner is very good in 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 translating English to Indonesia uh, to Bahasa, and then yeah, and I help him to uh, uh, to write uh, to explain about the technical stuff, and yeah, he translating everything and he push to. The Bitcoin.org website, yeah, and then um, from from yeah from that day, and uh, I I really uh, focus because because the the market is already gone right. Uh, we are already entering the bear market that time. Uh, every shitcoin become a dust that time. So uh, I stay in Bitcoin. Uh, I I sold all my shitcoin, and from that day, I never touch any shitcoin anymore. So I just focus on Bitcoin. I learn more about Bitcoin. I stack, uh, stack more Bitcoin until I think two uh, I I went all in. So I don't hold any fiat anymore. Uh, from two thousand uh, every. Uh, I I convert all my saving account uh, from rupiah to Bitcoin. Okay, then yeah, uh, then I already two uh, thousand yeah three three to four years yeah three to four years. Uh, I I never hold any any fiat in in my bank. So every time if I want to use uh, money, then I just convert it a bit to rupiah and then. Uh, yeah, I use it to buy something. Yeah, that I think. Um, yeah, that is my story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, and that, so many questions. I'm so curious to hear more about that story. Before before we dive in, though, um, Iman, um, can you sh- say something um, uh, short about yourself as well? Iman is actually the first person that I got in contact to, and then introduced uh, introduced us to everybody else. So. Thank you very much, Iman, for making the contact. Hey, Iman. Yeah, hello, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, my name is Iman. Uh, I've been in this space uh, 2017. Yeah. 
uh, like for most people, I joined at the worst possible time back then. I bought a lot of shitcoin as well. And yeah, learned it the hard way. And uh, during the bear market, I start to learn the technology because uh, yeah, it's easier if you have uh, my background uh, is... Uh, It's called international relations, so it's easier for me to grasp any knowledge uh, related to it. And after that, uh, yeah, there is something wrong in the sport, and the Bitcoin is the answer. Bitcoin is hope for me, uh, for us. So that's why after that, I decided to, yeah, fo- focus on on the Bitcoin. But uh, uh, in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago. I created the YouTube channel to yeah educate people about the Bitcoin, and yeah I wanna hear uh, some opinion about uh, why they bought the Bitcoin, and I try to not convince. I just uh, tell him uh, what's the reasoning behind it, and then after that uh, let them uh, decide what to do their life. So. Yeah, uh, after that, uh, yeah, it's been uh, one year since. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much my uh, uh, Bitcoin story. And also, yeah, uh, honestly, I never met in person uh, Bitcoiner in Indonesia, such as Mbak Prati, we, they are, yeah, we know in this community, community online, you know, not, uh, yeah, maybe it's because of pandemic or something like that, but... Uh, Yeah, uh, that's the point of uh, Bitcoin, you know, decentralized and peer-to-peer. Uh, you don't need to be met in person, but uh, maybe one day uh, we can meet in person. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's my pretty much my solo story. I want I want to meet you guys in person. So um, uh, thanks for the introduction, guys. And there uh, or anybody, wh- where would you? Where would you like to start? Where do we start? Do we start with the conference that you guys have been doing? Do we start in Bitcoin history in Indonesia? Yeah, what's uh, what's what's top of your mind there? Um, where where do we start this? Maybe about Bitcoin in Indonesia, um, just like a general overview. What's going on? Uh, like you know, Danny in here, like he he knows Bitcoin in 2010, so like it's quite early. There's a lot of uh, OG people actually, like from Indonesia as well. So um, yeah, maybe maybe we can start from there. What do you think? Like the the kind of overview about the Indonesia in general? Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I think like. Um, uh, Like as 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 many OG people, like uh, a lot of them, uh, actually bought or not bought, but acquired Bitcoin through mining. Like in early days, two thousand ten, two thousand thirteen, we have like, um, um, yeah, a lot of like you know miners at that time. That's that was still. Uh, affordable if you use your GPU machine, uh, the because in Indonesia the electricity uh, is being uh, uh, controlled by the government, so we don't really have a quite cheap electricity. So, um, so before I think before 2017, there are uh, quite a lot of people who who mine Bitcoin. Uh, maybe Danny will 
<laughs> will will testify for that. Um. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, I met a lot of uh, minor at 2017 that time. Yeah, uh, but most of them is uh, not not Bitcoin miner, but is uh, Ethereum miner. Because at 2017, uh, we cannot use uh, GPU. Uh, we cannot use GPU to mine Bitcoin anymore. You need to have uh, the ASIC miner, uh, and it's uh, quite hard to get the ASIC machine in Indonesia. That's why people think uh, uh, go to uh, they, they 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 bought they bought GPU and mine Ethereum is easier than to mine Bitcoin that time. That's why I, I, I met a lot, but but some they they uh they mine uh Ethereum, but they convert it to to Bitcoin straight away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like I think in 2014, the first Bitcoin exchange uh was um yeah established in Indonesia called Indodex, and that 2013 like, I think so. 2013, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's like you know how how people uh, early days like how people can get Bitcoin. I personally was living in Bali and quite fortunate because this uh, exchange actually owned a physical uh, office in Bali where they also have the Bitcoin ATM. And you know, as someone who living in Bali as a tourism hub, uh, Bitcoin was quite. Uh, popular in I think in 2014 2016 uh, because uh, there are a lot of people from let's say in the US or uh, yeah from abroad just uh, bringing Bitcoin and then tell people like you, look you know I can pay you in Bitcoin and then you can go to this uh, Indodex where you can convert the Bitcoin to fiat. So actually in Bali uh, back then there is. Uh, um, yeah, like the community where a lot of people actually uh, have a Bitcoin accepted uh, sign uh, installed in the villa, in the hotel, in the restaurant. So uh, for me, uh, that's that was quite a unique experience because uh, in at that time in Bali, uh, I bought Bitcoin and then um, yeah, I can use Bitcoin to. Uh, buy coffee or buy burger in the in the coffee shop, etc. Uh, but then I think in two thousand, uh, if I was second thousand seventeen, the then the regulation start uh, appear. Two thousand seventeen or two thousand nineteen? Two thousand seventeen. No, no, seventeen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from the central banks that you know, uh, bitcoins are not allowed uh, to be as a um, uh, legal tender or medium of payment. So everyone in Bali like decided to, to you know, uh, they they yeah they just don't accept Bitcoin anymore because they're afraid of the legal implication. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, to, but 2017 uh, because of the news and then also the the bull mark uh, the bull run. So a lot of people joined um, uh, to buy Bitcoin at that time, and then of course. The price went down, and then uh, a lot of people thought, "Yeah, okay, the bubble has popped. Never gonna go back." But in 2020, during pandemic time, um, you know, as most of things are, uh, most of the business stopped running, and then a lot of people losing their job. Uh, people in Indonesia see that Bitcoin as the uh, no, yeah, I think crypto in general is just a way for them to make money. 
and uh, it's it's quite funny to see it in in oh, where I am right now in Bali. Like you see waiters, uh, if they don't wait table, they just look into their phone and then start trading in their phone. So it's a it's a quite common thing in in Indonesia uh, right now where people are you know um, they they got curious about crypto and uh, because they got curious of crypto, obviously they want to know about Bitcoin and. Yeah, I think that's um, that's also the reason why uh, me and uh, Prativi here and Hansen, uh, we decided to, uh, uh, you know, create the first uh, Indonesia Bitcoin conference just because there are so many uh, noise, I guess, about crypto. Because everyone who joined crypto, uh, all they think about is how they can... Uh, you know, how can I get rich quick? And obviously they think like Bitcoin is super expensive. So they, they go to the shit coin because they think that, oh yeah, I can, I can make, I can buy uh, more of shit coin uh, because it's cheaper, uh, but they got, they lost their money. Like, you know, so uh, th- that's also the reason why we want to do the conference because uh, we think, uh, education is number one, and people need to know the you know the difference and the risk uh, about investing in the uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, and it was quite successful. Like we have like a thousand uh, attendees on the first one, and yeah, we we are uh, looking forward to do next year. <laughs> oh, this year. Sorry, this is twenty twenty two already. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyone wants to add on that? Feel free, please. Yeah, I agree with Dea because I think um, holding Bitcoin is like uh, not simple as we thought before because um, we need community to make us um, keep holding coin because if you hold it by yourself, I think we don't, we cannot make it. So uh, in 2020 back then, uh, when we have more time as we are, as we were working from home, uh, actually, I started to uh, catch up with Dea in 2020 after like uh, 10 years, uh, 10 years. And when I knew about Dea and her class Bitcoin, I started to reach, reach her and I talked to her, hey, Dea, so you know about Bitcoin. And from that now on, from that went on, uh, I talked to Dea, I, what about we do something uh, for Bitcoin community in Indonesia because actually for my personal experience I have lots of friends and family actually who uh, invested in who investing in cryptocurrency and like uh, spend hundreds of million rupees and then got wrecked because of um, they don't know anything about um, cryptocurrency but they just play cryptocurrency so since there are a lot of noise in indonesia and actually in 2019 when uh, i started to pay more attention in bitcoin uh, i tried to find like bitcoin community or bitcoin conference or bitcoin meetup but what i would but what i found just blockchain uh meetup uh, people try to sealing their coins and so on so um 
So I think I told to I talked to there. What if we created community and then we um, invite uh, friends and friends of friends who are um, who are interested in this space, who are interested to learn more about Bitcoin, just like what we do. So that's that's the way we connected to each other. And I think it is the beauty of Bitcoin because uh, Bitcoin unites us and uh, we can meet a lot of people, a lot of like-minded people, uh, people who are trying to educate their family. But if we do it by ourselves, I think it is harder if we don't have any community. So I'm happy to meet Adea again, and I'm happy I can read uh, OG Bitcoin in Indonesia, Godani, and then Iman, and then ada apa dengan Bitcoin. So, um, so I think um, that's our motivation to make sure that Indonesia don't get left behind in this global movement. So, yeah, I'm happy for that. So I think what's your uh, what do you want to add uh, like uh, Iman or Godani or Hansen? Yeah, just to add a little bit. Uh, I was I don't know I was around I was still young when the ninety eight economic crisis in Indonesia went on, and it was hard. Uh, my parents can't can't uh, pay the school tuition for some months. And so, uh, first of all, I, I have an informatic background, so I can I can understand the technology uh, maybe easier than other people. But the one thing I lack uh, when I first started uh, Bitcoin is I I do not have the the economic understanding of it. I don't have the history of money uh, understand understanding. Uh, but to understand Bitcoin, it's like a multi-time thing that if you if you study all of it, then it starts the the, the puzzle starts to, to take place. Uh, I, I I see this as an opportunity for for all the middle class and the lower class to to be able to have a better life. I am not. I I always say do not do not go all in if you don't understand it yet. But if you just keep a little portion of the coin, at least at least there's hope. That that what's more that what motivates me more now than just maybe get more money. Ada Ada Appa, can I ask you a question? Uh, so you mentioned 1998 economic crisis. Is this when uh, Soros uh, crashed the rupee? Yeah. and I think it went down like 80 percent the value of the rupee against dollars. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, before 98, I think. One one dollar is I don't know two thousand five hundred or two thousand five hundred two thousand something yeah yes it shot up to like I don't know eight eighteen sixteen thousand it's like it's worse than Bitcoin now <laughs> so yeah a lot of people got really hurt 
and I didn't know why till till I I I I got into Bitcoin. Oh, so this is how the world works, and and there's I don't know. Uh, a lot of people still, still are still amazed when when I, I I started talking about fiat and 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 stuff like that. So yeah, they're completely oblivious. So so this so so in, so in 1998, basically uh, the rupee uh, crashed really bad. And uh, what actually happened in the society? Like, in what ways did it hurt um, uh, back then? Well, it was chaotic. Uh, there's a lot of riots uh, triggered by by social unrest, and uh, especially after the 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 rupiah devalued a lot from the dollar. Yeah, at least in my my personal family experience, uh, my the uh, bills that were was using dollars was unpayable. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, I, I assume uh, most people got, got really wrecked up because of it also. Everything went down for sure. Like, um, <laughs> like people lose their saving, price went up, uh, and business just, just collapsed because a lot of business, uh, they, they uh, borrowed a dollar um, because at that time, before the the crash, uh, dollar was cheap, so they borrowed money in dollar. And then when the price, when the rupiah weakened, then uh, yeah, they have to pay back in dollars, and that you know they cannot afford it. So a lot of people lose their business. A lot of people lose their uh, asset. Uh, yeah, uh, I think and everyone. Because, and- yeah, and because uh, most of the people interested in Bitcoin and crypto uh, is the younger generation, uh, they don't they don't remember it. They don't they didn't experience it. So uh, it, it's it's exciting yet uh, a a so. Um... So you remember this, and uh, this is something that's talked about quite often in uh, in, in Bitcoin uh, yeah, worldwide. Basically, how how you have coming inflation, and in some places around the world, hyperinflation. And uh, in Indonesia, I do think that the rupiah in the past one year or two has crashed something like thirty, forty percent against the dollar. Isn't that correct? Yes, uh, it fluctuates uh, a lot, and what people don't understand also is uh, dollar is dollar keeps keeps devaluing, and Indonesian rupiah and every other fiat in the world have to devalue also because if they don't, uh, they don't have an advantage in exporting. So. I don't know what's the term. Uh, uh, rate to the Does bottom. Does Hanson has trouble with his connection? Hello. Yeah, we hear we hear him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, those are the things that people need to, to, to at least be aware. So uh, they, if if people don't know that they have a problem, 
they won't go looking for for, for solutions. Yeah. So, 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 our uh, what is the awareness about the problem? Because, for example, here in um, Vietnam, I live in Vietnam. Um, a lot of people here they're aware of the inflation problem. They've had high inflation for many years, and they do also have memories from uh, times when they did when the uh, currency did hyperinflate. So, a lot of uh, Vietnamese save in gold, and they also uh, tend to save in dollars. Or recently, uh, stable coins. What's the situation in Indonesia? Is, do do people have that kind of behavior as well? Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's the same in Indonesia. Yeah, when uh, we get hit at uh, year ninety eight, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are saving in uh, dollar and gold as well. Yeah, and and actually, the problem in Indonesia is. Um, They uh, a lot of people don't know about uh, what is how fiat work actually. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they they don't know about yeah. Actually, um, we get uh, our fiat get in inflate every year, and stuff get uh, expensive. Like uh, I think ten ten percent every year, uh, more expensive ten percent. Yeah, uh, and they are still. Um, Uh, for those old generation, they are still uh, trust in gold. I don't know why, but yeah, maybe they, uh, they still don't know about Bitcoin. That's why, uh, because this is digital stuff, right? They don't understand it, and they thought, uh, I hold, I hold gold is uh, more safer than I, I bought Bitcoin. That's why, uh, yeah, we are here to to every day. Yeah, we educate all those um, people. You know that. Like, Why, why, why you keep gold? You know you can. Yeah, Bitcoin is better. We have a, a fixed supply here in gold. You don't have any fixed supply. Yeah, and this time, um, how to how to bought your first Bitcoin, and yeah, uh, explain to them why Bitcoin not gold or not fiat. Yeah, I think I think we need to um, educate more from the community. I think so. Yeah. And also, so, I think people uh, also focus on properties. Um, they think like you know, buying land and buying uh, house is the good investment to curb inflation. But uh, they don't know. Like sometimes people don't really un- like ca- accounted for like tax and maintenance, etc. Yeah, and, property is liability, right? Yeah, property is liability. Exactly. <laughs> so in in, in Indonesia. Um, I want to give a little bit of context to people about property as liability because uh, um, Indonesia's situation is quite interesting. So um, Indonesia, I think in the 40s or the 50s, Indonesia was um, communist-leaning or had a communist government for a while. And so all the land was made uh, into communal land held by like um, um by the local village or something like that. And then, um, then the rights were distributed across the, to the farmers. And then that, uh, then in more recent years, then people have started acquiring the titles to, to that land, but a lot of land is still, uh, communally owned. And then you also have the situation where if, uh, somebody has children, um, the the children may have t- 
title to the land. So even if the land is sold, it's not always crystal clear who ends up owning that land because, for example, if somebody has an extramarital um, child or children, uh, which, well, in the world happens quite a lot, um, then those children can actually claim rights to that land. So um, you, you, when you buy land, you... In, in Indonesia, you it's not very straightforward. You need to check the lineage, which which kids may have the rights, and uh, make sure that they have to sign. Uh, also, uh, the, the the transfer of the property. Also, check is there rights to build uh, build. Um, uh, is this agricultural land or is this other types of land? So, um, and and a lot of. Um, these contracts are very kind of gray area. So they're not, so it says agricultural land, but then somebody built a house on it or two or three houses and they say, well, but there's houses on it. So, you know, it is, it is um, uh, housing land. So it's, um, it's quite a, it's quite a tricky situation in Indonesia with especially land. And despite that, a lot of people are investing, um, in, in property. So uh, I think the Westerner, uh, maybe uh, like if you live in a country like I'm from Sweden, um, transfer of title to a property is very simple. And uh, transfer of title of property in Indonesia is, is something completely different. And on top of that, a lot of the lawyers are kind of operating in this gray area. So they're not necessarily used to doing things a hundred percent by the book. It's, it's very much trust-based. Am I right? Did I miss something about, uh, uh, property? That's, that's pretty much like that. <laughs> it's a, it's quite messy, but, uh, people still think that it's a good investment just because their parents, uh, taught them to, to invest in gold, invest in properties. Uh, and uh, just to add for like uh, the whole situation in Indonesia, like Indonesia since since its independence always have been uh, uh, using fiat money. It's not like backed by gold or backed by silver. Uh, so in 1946, when rupiah was, um, at that time it's called ori, uh, yeah, being uh, printed and circulated in Indonesia, uh, it, it, it's a completely a fiat money, and then it's continuous, continuously devalued. Um, before they say that uh, one, sorry, yeah, uh, two two rupiah is equal to one gram of gold. Uh, that's in 1946, and now one gram of gold is 900,000 rupiah. So that's how much is uh, the currency devalued. And um, yeah, like there, it's actually the inflation, it's been kind of rooted in Indonesia um, society and economy. People knows they expect that prices always goes up every year. And right now our smallest denomination, uh, you know, is 100 rupiah, which is almost feel like you can just buy candy with 100 rupiah. So yeah, like uh, just just to give a context that uh, Indonesia is currently uh, it's like floating in the in the hyperinflationary state. And the worst thing that uh, a lot of Indonesian didn't realize that they are living in 
hyperinflation or inflation state. And uh, if I if I may add that uh, what happened to our society, actually a lot of Indonesians blindly follow our elder generation who teach us to uh, put our money into like property and gold and we just oh because my parents told so so i just do what they do so and we never try to be critical and verify what makes up the properties what makes the gold goes up they never know that it is actually a bubble a bubble of economic uh it is um leaded by uh fiat and money supply in indonesia right and we never know about fractional reserve banking until we learn about uh bitcoin and how economic works and actually that what makes our society easy to um believe uh what people say if you happen to living in indonesia uh if you go to mall and then a lot of property agent will tell you hey come on, uh, let's uh, buy this apartment or that apartment, this house, because next year the, the, the price will go up. And we never thought about it. We just uh, easily believe and we, we buy the apartment and the houses. And we never know that uh, how, the how the banks uh, try to create money supply by a fractional reserve banking, by give loans. So it what makes uh, everything, the, the properties and the properties actually goes up over time. Uh, the market, Indonesian market follows it. And they never know that, uh, yeah, actually property, if you only, if you um, have mortgage, it is a liability. It's not an investment until you can make money out of your property, right? So there are a lot of misleading in, um, in, um, in our generation on, uh, by the way, how we think about uh, investing or, um, yeah, make money. So just because of that, uh, actually, a lot of people try to um, make money quick get rich quick. So actually a lot of people also got wrecked because of that, try to make more money by, by that kind of scheme. Uh, we have um, Pleb P. Golo holding up his hand, wanting to ask a question. Um, shall we, um, should we take a question from Pleb? Sure. sure. Hello everyone. Pagi and Apakabar. Quick, uh, one sort of request. If you guys can post up to the nest, the website to your Indonesian Bitcoin conference, because I'm up here, up north from you in Thailand. If I can make it, I might want to check it out and invite some, uh, you know, Thai Bitcoiners to see if they want to join. Because that sounds quite interesting if you had a thousand attendees. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, well, at that time, we do it uh, online. Uh, because of the, you know, Corona restriction, but yeah, sure. It's IndonesiaBitcoinConference.com. Um, if if it's online, anyone can join from anywhere. Uh, we are slowly uh, thinking about you know making it a hybrid uh, event where it's not only just uh, there will be like some uh, offline participants and then online. Yeah. 
Is it mostly in English or Bahasa, if I may ask? It was mixed. Uh, we have at that uh, last, yeah, in the in the last conference, we have, uh, I think, six, no, uh, five sessions on English. And we have like uh, guest speakers such as Saifid and Amos, Robert Breedlove, um, and then Danny Taniwan in here also being one of the speaker. Um, yeah, so it's like a mix between Indonesia and also international. So we want to make it, um, yeah, kind of balanced. And my but question is... Actually, sorry, we ahead. try to make it in Indonesia, fully in Indonesia, because uh, our motivation is to uh, give equal resource, equal and reliable resource for Indonesians who are new in this space because there are a lot of information, there are a lot of influence, influencer actually out there. Uh, they started with, uh, I'm the biggest Bitcoin community or uh, they share something about Bitcoin and the next day they talk a lot about shit coins. Uh, sorry to say, uh, they, they talk a lot about seed coins for their own personal interests. So actually, we are trying to be a Bitcoin only community. So we want to make sure that uh, the things, uh, the truth um, can be accessed by accessed by everyone who are new in this space. So uh, even it is uh, delivered in English as well, we try to make a subtitle. So everyone who uh unable to join that event they can access that uh recording so they can learn more about it and we also continue to build up the community by having a telegram telegram uh group when where we can share or we can discuss about what's happening in bitcoin globally so we are trying to be as natural as we can and Bitcoin only and focusing on education. Thank you. And Prativi, this coins. So please uh, don't apologize for that. My question is, um, what is the ASIC mining situation like in Indonesia? Uh, and what's the regulations around that? Because I do understand that you guys do have access to you know, geothermal energy, which is uh, pretty abundant and quite usable. Uh, the gas you guys have are pretty good. Um, I think maybe Danny can... can um, otherwise, um, ASIC mining, most in Indonesia, uh, electricity is, like, like I said in the beginning, that electricity is controlled by the government and they have like a specific rate and um yeah even just to if you want to create like you know using geothermal um resource then you need to somehow involve the government because it's also part of the law like you know the government is kind of uh, control the how how energy run especially like oil and etc uh so ASIC mining, um, it's not very profitable in Indonesia uh, because of the electricity at the moment. Uh, so, and also, uh, you know, Indonesia is a tropical country where it's quite hot. So it's not only just you running a machine 
you're running the ASIC machine to uh, do hashing, but you also need to figure out how to cool the the machine <laughs> in this really humid, hot temperature. So uh, it's been a challenge. We had a we had some uh, like OG miner who who did like mining before with ASIC, but it's still not very pro- profitable in Indonesia yet. Uh, there are uh, I mean, I heard that there are people who uh, currently right now try to figure out how they can do hydro, how how they can do, uh, yeah, uh, at least hydro, uh, because I think the geothermal is still very monitored by the government, if I'm not mistaken. But maybe, Danny, if you are here, I think you will become a listener right now. <laughs> Danny might be able to give more but, but yeah, it's not that's, illegal that's a, to mine. It's, it's not illegal to mine as long as you don't steal the electricity. And uh, yeah, one of the, the yeah, one of the 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 the, the complicating issue in Indonesia is the, the the narration is surrounding uh, Bitcoin is I don't know maybe heavily manipulated by the big media. So mm. mm, energy is bad. The, the, the narration that Bitcoin destroys the environment is, is uh, largely uh, uh, spreading uh, around Indonesia. That's why I, I we are trying to inform people about that. Because I've, I've been in talks with some government people about how they can, they can utilize hydro energy and geothermal energy that 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 is uh, that has potential but because of the 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 far distance from population they can't actually monetize it but now you can actually with bitcoin the, the the discussion stops when they just say but it's bad for the environment okay fine i need to do more educating but Danny, well, if you have any uh, additional for that, maybe. Sorry, I got. Uh, just now I got problem with the space. I don't know why uh, my Twitter get uh, uh, disconnected. Okay. Uh, what was the question? Just now. What, 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 uh, no, it's just like question about mining. Yeah. Mining oh, and regulations around mining in Indonesia. Uh, regulation. Yeah, actually, we don't have any regulation for mining yet. So yeah, uh, maybe maybe this year, maybe uh, we we uh, our government only uh, the regulator only talk about uh, regulating uh, miners, but not yet. Uh, you can mine freely now in Indonesia. Uh, the problem in Indonesia is um, yeah, it's the electricity. Yeah, um, uh, it's very expensive uh, and it's not um, it's it's not efficient if you use ASIC to mine mine it here in Indonesia. And for the energy resource, actually you cannot just uh, straight away bought the energy from the, uh, what, what do we call it? Like the, uh, the company that, 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 uh, that produce the electricity, right? It, they, they only can sell it to the government. They cannot sell it to the private user. Uh, or uh, maybe if you want and you can build your own and yeah, you, you use it for, for, for yourself. 
then if you want to sell it uh, if you want to sell it to government then yeah you cannot sell it to private anymore so it's a bit uh, it's a bit hard uh, in indonesia actually uh, last time i i tried to find uh, one uh, company that they uh, they have their plan uh, is from i think it's from they generated from uh, the water i think yeah and then i i i I try to negotiate that uh how about I bought your access power and that you uh you have you I think you have half uh how many of oh, a 30 30 megawatt of the power uh but they only sold to the government that 15 megawatt but they have access fifth another 15 megawatt that's why I say that uh how about that uh we we built uh, a mining uh mining hub at the uh mining uh at the power plant then uh he said that uh i think it's a bit hard to to sell to you because we are not uh uh we are not allowed to sell to you we only sell to uh the government uh that's why i thought i thought i can buy a cheaper uh, cheaper electricity from him because that's a excess power right but actually yeah he cannot sell it to to private uh yeah there's there's a problem here in Malaysia yeah what you guys are mentioning sounds like if you know mining is going to take off it's going to be led or spearheaded by either the government itself or those connected with you know the government who can access cheap energy right those the vijayas you know and the four or five other big families as opposed Uh, very interesting. Thank you very much. And Hanson, I do remember in the 1990 crisis, I was actually a junior banker doing a deal down there and spent uh, 36 hours getting out of the country during the riots. So very chaotic times, sir. And if you recall, yeah. it started in Thailand, where the baht went from 25 baht to the US to 50 baht to the US overnight. So I felt it, not as much as you guys, but definitely. But we're old, or I'm old. We're <laughs> so um, we just um, handed out fifty thousand sats. Uh, we have another hundred thousand to go, and um, you just retweet the link at the top if you want a hundred thousand sats, and we make a lottery. Please continue. Appreciate this, guys. I'm going to move back to the listener. Thank you. Are Are we open for questions, Lucas? Seems so. Yeah, because I have a lot of questions, but I didn't want to start asking until you know we were ready for questions. So uh, in, in Indo- Indonesia, um, what is the like legal tender that you guys accept? Is it like rupiah? Is it also dollars or just rupiah? On, only rupiah. Only, only rupiah. Apply yeah. it. Okay. Um, do you guys have an exchange there to like? Purchase Bitcoin, or do you guys go out to like an inter- international exchange for Bitcoin purchases? Yeah, we have a few exchanges here in Indonesia. We have like around 13 of exchange. Eleven. Eleven now. Like approved by the government, <laughs> and then the government even yeah, like eleven. Sorry, yeah, eleven. And then uh, the government also made create this document where there are like five uh, hundred coins that. Can be sold in Indonesia. It's a yeah. no, it's two hundred. Two hundred. 
Yeah, that's stupid actually. And and then and you guys probably have the same thing. If for people who are trading, there's a capital gains tax. Is it, is that what uh, you guys have as well? As well, yeah, uh, not yet. We are not. Uh, actually, you can report your, by yourself. But if you don't want to report it, then that's okay. Oh, interesting. It's <laughs> um, income tax. It's income tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you don't yeah. report it, if you don't report it, then by all means. So, so um, I'm trying to get a sense of the adoption and also uh, the, 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 the understanding of the country. So, like, what age, What what is the demographics of the people um, who understand Bitcoin, like, um, starting from what age to what age? Um, maybe I just can see it from, like, from our conference. Like, we did a survey with our participants, and mostly, I think, um, 70% people are under 35 years old. Uh, so I think that's the demography right now, but also there are a lot of people, uh, some people also like above that, even like more than 60 years old. Uh, but I think demographically people who are right now buying crypto are uh, young people and mostly male still, still dominated by male. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's interesting to know, right? The younger generation um, yeah. is, is, is picking up on Bitcoin um, because the way I feel from at least the U.S. side, it's a little bit different. It's not, uh, I think the average will probably be 35 in the U.S. I'm, and, and I'm not sure that's 100% perfect, but it's just the, the feeling I have. Um, you know, but I do believe all the younger generation are going to be picking this up really really quickly so it's interesting to see that indonesia already has that happening um okay how about like as far as like everybody that you guys interact with like how many would you say like out of 10 people heard of bitcoin or know what it is like if you're gonna ask somebody or talk to somebody what do you think that percentage is like people who are just aware and know what bitcoin is uh i guess that's a bit uh, depending on the where you are, where are you located? Um, like I think people who are located in big cities uh, and people who are located in the area that got an exposure of uh, crypto or like yeah, or a crypto space, I guess they they will know more about Bitcoin. Uh, like I I think in in I'm just think, talking in in Bali in general uh, because there are uh, I think like in here like so many crypto meetups so many um like there are a lot of like exchanges opening up their hub or or office here so i think in bali itself maybe 60 percent people knows about bitcoin um but uh i think it will be different in in different uh regions because indonesia is a very fast country we have like seventeen thousand islands and yeah, so like it, it's different from one another. Uh, but I think the next uh, area that also uh, like, you know, maybe like big cities that, that I think uh, a lot of people knows about Bitcoin is obviously Jakarta, Surabaya, um, you know, the Bali area, Medan as well, where, uh, you know, most of the crypto watch people are there. So, yeah. And, and, and as far as like the payments industry there, like merchants accepting payments or, or even consumers, whatever they're using to pay. Is it like 
they're they're using credit cards or is it more still paper currency? And then do you do you see any merchants right now accepting like Bitcoin at all? You can't you can't accept Bitcoin for payments not 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 legally at least. Uh, and I don't know. I think the the online payment is more uh, the fintech companies. They're 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 pushing their their product to, to everyone. So like I don't know, in in markets like Venmo and stuff, uh, but they're not touching Bitcoin or crypto yet. Yeah. But there, there but, is. But I think what right can fintech do is by giving away Bitcoin as a reward. Actually, uh, in 2017 or 2018, uh, Henry told me that the first time he started to um, dig in about Bitcoin is when there is an app named Doku. Doku is like. GoPay or Shopee Pay or uh, another fintech that is hype right now, that are hype right now. Uh, there is a fintech named Doku that give away Bitcoin like for 100 or 200,000 rupiah worth of Bitcoin when you are um, signed up to Indodex. So actually there were that kind of um, collaboration with Indodex. And I think when Bitcoin goes mainstream in Indonesia, what the fintech can do to make uh, Bitcoin as part of their strategy, uh, they can um, make Bitcoin as a rewards. But I think I'm agree, I, I, agree, I agree with that because if you are trying to compete with the other financial industry, like one or two years later in the future, I think there are more and more credit cards will give you Bitcoin as your um, point rewards. So I think so far since uh, in Indonesia, the regulation is not open for Bitcoin as legal tender or payment. Uh, what can the financial, the traditional financial industry do is by giving away Bitcoin as their um like strategy and, and like as far as like um uh, digital right transactions now using credit card or uh, uh, versus using paper currency uh, do you guys still do you see people still use paper currency to do transactions or is it like like 90 percent is, is basically digital using credit card uh, I think credit card user is very little here in Asia. We only have 15 million uh, credit card owner. I think one people have three, maybe, uh, yeah, we have 5 million people only own credit card. Uh, most of the people using cash here uh, in Medan, uh, in this, uh, in my place, uh, yeah, using cash. And also, I think now um, maybe 50 or 40% are already using a digital payment like using a mobile mobile apps to do the payment like GoPay, uh, OVO and all those uh, fintech applications. Okay, thanks. Yeah, so it seems like it's trending. It's like trending more to doing digital or yeah. credit card payment, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, 
Okay, yeah, that, that, that's all the questions I had. Thanks, thanks for everything that you guys do, and I'm glad um, there's like a Bitcoin community in Indonesia. This is like every part of the world, so this is amazing to hear. Thanks for all the information, guys. Yeah, and I think also it's a, like adoption in Indonesia is just gonna grow. Um, you know, like right now we have around 400 million people. Uh, you know, we are the fourth largest countries in the world, and most of the demography are young people. Um, and I mean, it's, it's considered like a country with a lot of young people as well. And the mobile penetration is also really huge um, because I think most of most of people own smartphone. Um, I, I'm not sure. Sh- I can't remember the the how much percentage of people using mobile phone, but I think it's like more than. 70% already own like smartphone. So uh, it is the, the adoption is just gonna go up. So, um, so uh, Chimbera in the audience. So, so maybe Chimbera wants to add something about community building. He's the uh, one of the guys from um, Roman Martinez. He's uh, one of the guys at uh, Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador. Hey, welcome, Chimbera. Nice to have you. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy New Year to all of you. Have uh, that this is so exciting, and I hope we can have in some ways just to share like a little bit with you. Uh, uh, we hope to see more Bitcoin Beach projects all around the world, and we're working in something that we. We want to share with all the communities that want to start a Bitcoin Beach project that is going to be able, like, this year as soon as possible as a protocol that all the communities can use all around the world and start, like, a Bitcoin Beach pro- uh, project. So I'm just exciting and I would love to come to Indonesia. It's one of my dreams. I'm a surfer like you, I think like many of you know, and always have been in my priorities to one day to come and surf in there. This is really the purpose of uh, Global Bitcoin Fest, to to connect communities around the world. Um, I'm wondering, uh, you guys in Indonesia, right? Is there any any project that is um, similar to uh, Bitcoin Beach? Anything, any place that you guys are working on or discussing that you would like to to do something like that? Yeah, we are currently right. (laughs) (laughs) We are currently like making um, like starting this Indonesia Bitcoin Community Association. Uh, and uh, at the moment, what we are focusing uh, for uh, yeah, next year is, you know, doing a lot of meetups, decentralized meetups. So then um, this year, they are not next, next year it's anymore. <laughs> Man, I always forget this in 2022. Okay. Yeah. This year, uh, we are planning to uh, yeah, do, you know, more meetups, um, having like a center where people can can learn about Bitcoin. Uh, either the meetup can be online, can also be offline, just to just to reach out to, uh, you know, more people and then uh, teach them in person about Bitcoin. Um, so 
we we still having uh you know difficulties in terms of how uh making merchants accept bitcoin because bitcoin uh, is not allowed in indonesia as a legal as a as a payment uh, but what we want to teach people is how to save uh, their their wealth in Bitcoin, how to store their wealth in Bitcoin. So uh, this is our approach while we, you know, while we wait what's happening with the, with our government and all. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, that's, that's already on track. So it's uh, Indonesia Bitcoin community. Uh, we, we are, uh, yeah, we are going to do that. Maybe Prate we can add. <laughs> And also, since uh, we still have difficulties in regulation, but I think why don't we start uh, by uh, do more street education? So what we did last year in 2021, we started to make like um, like decentralized meetup in Surabaya. And we are trying to make as many meetup as possible in, uh, all over Indonesia. But we are trying to uh, do it in big cities first. Because uh, our dream is we are not trying to make uh, people know about Bitcoin, but our dreams are uh, making more people share more about Bitcoin. Because when uh, we do it by ourselves, I think it is hard to um, it is hard to make uh, Bitcoin adoption happen um, quickly. But if we create more people and empower more people to uh, learn and teach and share about Bitcoin, I think uh, it will be uh, bigger in Indonesia. So we we also uh, want to, we are, uh, we are currently planning about doing online and offline meetup. And then we also have like um, dream to make Bali Beach Bitcoin conference. Hopefully we can make it in 2022. So uh, there are more people, more like-minded people can come to Bali and learn more. And when they back to their cities, they can share to their families and uh, to their friends about Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So I guess Bali is the natural place for, for some physical thing. Uh, there's a lot of Indonesians that go to Bali for vacation and conferences. Yeah, that's why you're thinking about Bali. Yeah, and also like most people in Bali already know about Bitcoin. If you go look at Google Trend, like keyword Bitcoin is always number one, <laughs> like, you know, uh, with the Google Trend record. So, um, yeah, uh, we we are planning on doing that. And ov obviously, Roman uh, would love to chat with you and, you know, learn from how how great things happen in El Salvador would be love to to like for us to learn how we can guide some bitcoiners to to come to Indonesia I would love to know how can I put the people in contact with some locals there um <laughs> I need to spill this actually we are uh, building in bitcoin center in Bali uh it is from our own community. So uh, we will have like regular meetup, weekly meetup. We can deliver everything in Bahasa Indonesia, starting from Bitcoin 101 and then how to run your 
own Bitcoin full notes and then yeah whatsoever and we are powered by Paxful in Bali so we are trying to collaborate with uh, Paxful and another fellow uh, international Bitcoiners in Bali so I think you can uh, reach out there see she is residing in Bali so uh, actually uh, they are having like regular meetup weekly meetup and for another city we try to um, started with five big cities in Indonesia but if you find for center or hub you can directly go to Bali or it's out there for sure Sounds perfect. I really, really hope to visit you guys one day as soon as possible. Thank you very much, Roman. Um, I have a question to, uh, to you guys about um, uh, Islam and uh, Bitcoin. Is there any discussion about, um, uh, about uh, like if Bitcoin is haram or um or or anything like that in indonesia or has the topic not been touched a lot there's a lot of discussion about it and there's pro and function but yeah mostly the ones that that is against it that says it's haram uh, mostly uh, just misinformation and new technologies always uh do this they 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 need time to be fully understood, but some already understand uh, it's halal. It's not an easy subject because crypto as a as a as a space is a bit very 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 sad. Uh, there are haram cryptos, but. More and more people are are are, are getting aware that uh, at least Bitcoin is actually halal if you acquire it and do it the right way, not future trading or whatever. But it's a it's a hot discussion. It's it's, it's a polarizing topic. Uh, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Actually, uh, one 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 one. Interesting story. I first uh, was introduced to Dea. I, I first knew Dea because one of her 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 video podcast was she was interviewing Mawia uh, Takar about this issue, and it's in English. And and haram or halal is one of the most most. Uh, uh, most asked questions from my friends. So yeah, I, I, I reached out to her. I, I asked her, can I, can I, can I please make a subtitle for that video? Uh, I said yes, and that's how we 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 first met. But yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a hot topic. So yeah. I remember that. Um Saifuddin had um, a talk with um, a, a Muslim uh, Bitcoiner and um, apparently what he was claiming was that uh, Bitcoin enables a, that actually the current banking system is haram 
and uh, that uh, Bitcoin enables a uh, halal um, banking system. Is that is that part of the discussion that um, that actually what's being done now is not in accordance to uh, to how it should be? It it it's talked about, but mainly uh, the discussion here is not about the current financial, but but I try to uh, address that issue also. Uh, one of the problems here, and I think it started from early age. The the I do not know how the education system here now, but when I was was a kid, I remember that uh, studying here, the, the the education system was more of a trust your teacher, so uh, trust to authority. That's 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 why uh, if if some public figure says something, uh, uh, they don't criticize it too much. That has to change. I I I really want a more critical thinking society, not to to, to make disputes, but just to ask questions and learn to to make their own opinion but yeah isn't that a bit strange though because um at the same time it seems that the average indonesian doesn't trust government because everybody knows that there's a lot of corruption and everybody's trying to avoid pay taxes and so there seems to be this also a deep distrust of government at the same time how does that actually work well we were talking about religion here that's a different story. Ah, okay, got it. True, 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 true. Okay. So, and is there, so Bali is not Muslim. Bali is, um, say, Hindu or a version of Hindu. Um, is there a, also a difference between, say, how the Balinese um, perceive Bitcoin, uh, say compared to the Javanese, which is uh, more heavily uh, uh, Muslim. Um, perhaps I, I just, you know, I just a little bit analyzing it, but I think it's not based on what you live in in Indonesia. It's actually about the where's your place you live in. Like in Bali, it's not about religion itself, but it's about the culture. You know, if you are living in Bali. Uh, is having so much exposure culture from the outside. So based on my experience, uh, if you're living in Bali, yeah, sure, you're more, more, more find something related to Bitcoin rather than in Java. It's, I think it's, my, this is my personal opinion, but I think it's not related to the religion, but the, the, the people who live in, in Bali. Yeah, maybe. Yes, uh, I think because Indonesian, uh, we are uh, our education system teach teach us to um, follow and to respect uh, the authority and just uh, what ada apa dengan Bitcoin said earlier. Um, since Indonesia is a religious country, uh, a lot of people look up um, 
to their leaders. So I think if we, um, yeah, their moves, uh, their um, decision will be made based on how the leaders, how the religion leaders say something about uh, Bitcoin. Actually, it's not only in uh, Muslim friends. Uh, I'm a Christian and there are a lot of pastors in Indonesia who are <laughs> blindly uh, say, who are irresponsibly say that Bitcoin is haram. Bitcoin is not good. Bitcoin is a speculation without uh, learn more about that. And they just directly say to everyone in church, I think that's not okay uh, by doing that. Because if you are a religious leader, you have to make sure that what you say um, can be can be uh, verified and can don't let everyone to be misinformed. So I think that's happened to another um, religion as well, not just only Muslim. Because, but in speaking of Muslim, in speaking of uh, religious leaders in Muslim, it is um, it is louder than another religion because um, the majority of Indonesians are Muslim. So that's why halal and haram debate always um, always happen in Indonesia. But since um, in speaking of uh, government, a lot of people right now is questioning about uh, the government because of what happened in 1998. Uh, from that time, uh, people trying to criticize and then have opinions to government. But until right now, a lot of Indonesian uh, too afraid to question their leaders uh, due to respect, due to seniority, due to um, like uh, because of scared to be punished or uh, think that that is a sinful things to questioning your religious leader. So yeah, but I think, but we think that uh, education, the way how people think, the way we can uh, digest any information is uh, important so that that what we do and that what Bitcoin did in uh, the society, Bitcoin fixes this because by this kind of system, uh, we are more open about um, accepting any information and any, any things um, in the space. So yeah, it takes time, I think. And and I think education is the only way to uh, change the way uh, our, our society think about anything. Yeah. And one more thing. I'm so sorry, guys, but I need to leave right now. But of course, you can um, continue it. Uh, we still have Iman or Kodani or ada apa dengan Bitcoin because I need to drive. I'm so sorry, Lucas. Thank you very much, Pratibo. Happy Sunday, everyone. Happy weekend. Happy mm. Sunday, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna hand out the hundred thousand sets, um, and um, I'm I would like to just ask a couple questions around uh, some earlier Bitcoin history in in Indonesia before we wrap up. If um, if you still have time, uh, Ada or Dan. Um, if you don't mind, uh, 
uh, sharing a bit about like um, how how Bitcoin say uh, awareness has evolved for the past few years. Is it is it much more now uh, with all with Dea and Pratiwi uh, engaging and organizing the conference uh, or because uh, back in say winter 2015 i remember there was a lot of uh places that were receiving payments in bitcoin and and in bali so it seems like the awareness was fairly high back then and um then yeah maybe during the bear market was really barren and it's coming back what's what is the the trend uh yeah (laughs) The tr- I think the trend, mm, people actually knew about Bitcoin, right? Uh, everyone heard about that, yeah. But uh, because Indonesia is, um, the majority is uh, low income population, right? Uh, so that uh, not many people interested in investing or buying Bitcoin. They are more to shitcoin because they think that, okay, uh, shitcoin can... Uh, can make them rich, you know. Like they, uh, that's the only way that, uh, yeah, uh, to 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 make a lot of money. But they don't know that actually, yeah, Bitcoin is a safer, uh, safer asset, you know, to to help them come out from the poverty. Uh, yeah. But um, I I met a lot of people actually. Um, I think I think they 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 heard and they they bought Bitcoin once, but uh, then they switched to 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 Bitcoin. But I think uh, this is the process. I think um, you know I I uh, for this 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 cycle I I I never argue people that okay you you cannot buy Bitcoin. Just go ahead if you want to buy it, then it is your money. But but then after you you get wrecked, then yeah, then they only learn and then. They they switch to Bitcoin at some point, you know. I I I saw this a lot of time already uh, from from the last cycle, and um and yeah, I think I think I think uh this this cycle um uh, this cycle I think the adoption and not not, not say the adoption I think uh we we uh. In Indonesia, we now have around nine point uh, exact number from the regulator is nine point seven million people, right, into crypto. Uh, this this cycle is the most people that uh, yeah come to crypto, and but but crypto not Bitcoin. Right? They 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 come to uh, crypto and bought all the Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, if this circle will uh, the the next the next bear market or winter uh, can can convert them to to Bitcoin. That's why that's why uh, we keep educating people. Like uh, yeah, uh, after they get back in Bitcoin, then yeah, you should buy Bitcoin. You know, like uh, why yeah why you need to hold all those Bitcoin because yeah, I think I think they they still don't know about. Or the fundamental about Bitcoin, the pre-mined stuff, all those things, you know, they thought that, oh, okay, that's the same with Bitcoin because all the Bitcoin uh, always sell the Bitcoin like we are the new Bitcoin, you know, and uh, yeah, that's why they misleading people to to buy all those Bitcoin. Uh, they thought that will become a next Bitcoin. Yeah, 
uh, I think yeah, what we can do is yeah, we 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 keep educating uh, people, but we don't force people to like, hey, you must uh, buy Bitcoin. You know, like yeah, you just go ahead and buy those Bitcoin, and anyway, after you get wrecked, then yeah, then you come to Bitcoin. <laughs> I think that is the process. Do you have a lot of local shit coins? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 have a lot. Uh, last last uh, last cycle, I think not not much. Yeah, because because Indonesia is a bit late, you know, in the game. Uh, in at 2017, we we have very little shitcoin project. But for this cycle, we have a lot of shitcoin project, a lot. But uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe also, um, yeah, we, 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 we need to work with those exchange, you know, and regulator that, um, so that the, the, all those shitcoin cannot enter the market, you know, they just, yeah, they just go, uh, they cannot go to the exchange, uh, they just can sell it at, uh, the, the DEX, not, not in the tech side. Uh, and and also I try to uh, educate the government as well that uh, okay uh, we should regulate that um, you know that's those don't don't let those you know those shitcoin project you know uh, keep coming up in Indonesia we need to hold it, you know we need to uh, tell the regulator to shut it down yeah but but we still can do that uh, we we try uh, because we are still early right the regulator also uh, don't understand about what is the difference about Bitcoin and all the shitcoin. Yeah, uh, and uh, we, we as um, uh, the old generation and we, we keep, keep on educate the, the regulator about that. So maybe uh, we hope that in the future, yeah, there, there are no more shitcoin projects in, in Indonesia. So are you? So you're in close contact with? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very close contact with the regulator as well. Yeah, because because um, I'm currently also uh, building uh, a new exchange as well. That's why uh, I'm very close with them. And before that, also um, before, I think yeah, uh, because I uh, I'm the I'm the founder for. Uh, uh, blockchain association as well so yeah we we always met the regulator and we talk about the regulation as well and this is before you did you leave the blockchain association uh, and I, yeah i'm i'm still there but i'm not really active in the blockchain association i have the community as well but there's not uh, uh not active already yeah because yeah blockchain we, Last time we we always talk about blockchain. Uh, blockchain. Uh, first blockchain, not Bitcoin. You know, like you know, but now Bitcoin, not blockchain. That's why. So, uh, so 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 do you have the situation where you have convinced some regulators about blockchain, and now you yeah, have last to convince time, yeah, them yeah. back? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Last time we, we uh, yeah, I'm very optimistic about blockchain. You know, like uh, I. Uh, I always uh, consult the regulator about uh, how how to use blockchain. You know, last time, last time, and and now no. Uh, I I tell them a different way. Now blockchain is just a a, a hype uh, or just a password, a shit 
it's just a it's just a ledger, you know. It's just a normal database, and and people uh, the uh, the the most use case of the blockchain is pre mined Bitcoin, you know. And I told them that this is all scam. Uh, it, we need to focus on Bitcoin. Yeah. So, so what do you say to them when they say, "Well, but you were talking to us about blockchain. Why, why did you change your mind, Danny?" Yeah, yeah, because because when when I yeah when you learn more about uh, the space and the, you deep dive about the blockchain, then you only know that ah, this is all scam. You know, like all those public blockchain is uh, they they don't have any uh, real use case in the real world. You know, like. Uh, yeah, how 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 you can have a real use case? You know, like the government also say like, okay, uh, no, we you know, can use um, a rupiah, a leg a lega tender. So so how can you use a public crypto, a public blockchain crypto t- to solve the real world case? No, that's impossible. You cannot do that. The the, the institution will not use it. You know, like oh, uh, you 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 convince the bank to use a uh, to use a public blockchain, that's impossible. The bank want to use a public blockchain, right? Or uh, uh, a company that have a legal entity in Indonesia that to use a public blockchain, no, that's impossible. So there's no real use case. So why we need to push the public blockchain things to the to the mess, you know? So like, yeah, uh, I think, I think. Um, I tell them that yeah okay this, this uh you cannot stop all those things, right uh the the crypto market you know people have right to invest or buy uh anything right but but we need to regulate that uh to stop that people selling all shitcoin project to the mass I think that's the thing yeah, because uh, it uh, like Ethereum and all those shitcoins already it's already there, you know. Uh, people are trading it, people are buying it, but but please don't making more shitcoin out of <laughs> yeah Indonesia or or scamming people, you know. Because because uh, because they know that uh, Indonesia yeah a lot of people is uneducated, right? Um, yeah, they don't know about it. They just uh, they just know oh. Is this thing can uh, give me uh, can give me more money? Can make me more money? If can, then they will join the thing. They they will try to invest, but they don't know that actually there is a shit coin. You know, that's why we try uh, to educate people about that. Then I, I want the regulator also, uh, yeah, telling people that oh, don't buy those things. Okay, we uh, just gave out the. Um next 100,000 sats I think maybe an Indonesian Bitcoiner because I saw it was followed by two people Handy, Maxi Wannabe um, we have a question from 44,947 okay um, actually I'm not really asking question but I want to add something I think if you are looking uh Bitcoin problem in Indonesia, or, or I would say challenge in Indonesia, is just actually about the government. The government is not really aware of the latest technology. As we know, Indonesian government is always underestimate uh, the update of the technology. 
and that is i think the main challenge we face in and um i think what ada apa dengan bitcoin or others indonesian community did is really good to kickstart the movement uh because uh i see people start uh to mentioning that bitcoin is actually uh not just the the only way to getting rich but also it's it's it's, it's real money it's, it's money that actually solving a problem so i think yeah we we can actually start by educating things something like that because you know uh if you are awaiting government it's really hard but back into the root uh i think why government is still not allowing bitcoin indonesia is because the indonesian rupiah is actually written in constitutional law that is the only currency that allow uh, to be transact in indonesia because it's uh it's it's something like flags or language that bounding indonesian together so I think it's pretty hard to uh you know to making uh bitcoin something like legal and the only currency that can be used in indonesia but i think uh if i able to uh you know if i give a suggestion to the government of indonesia i think it would be better if uh we don't ban bitcoin but we try to experimenting with bitcoin i think like uh i think like why not we just trying to see what bitcoin did you know like not ban it you know i think that would be better if yeah yeah i think the regulator is not ban uh the bitcoin uh yeah we 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 just um you know we have a different regulator here we have a bank central we have the uh ogk uh ogk is the sec like sec in america and we have uh BAPT. it's like c cftc in america so uh, uh yeah uh actually uh bitcoin and crypto is under cftc our our cftc what we call it BAPT here in indonesia we regulated by uh, we regulate by BAPT as an as an asset or commodity not as a currency if yeah because yeah uh for for yeah bank indonesia already uh, said that uh, bank central our bank central already said that yeah bitcoin is not a currency yeah. uh, it uh, cannot become a payment or means a medium of exchange yeah. so yeah uh yeah this this uh this very clear right uh we are not as currency but we as uh, a bitcoin as a as an asset in indonesia uh, and it's legal actually to hold it and to buy or to sell it but but yeah. i think that is not really uh making the bitcoin works because people it's legal to in indonesia people is legal to trade it but it's not legal to buy something oh uh, yeah yeah uh, that's i think that is the problem like if uh like me like starting small business and i want to accept bitcoin in indonesia it's really hard because it's not legal i mean it's, yeah, it's yeah. something i'm worrying a lot you know if i if your business and trying to accept bitcoin because it's risking your business actually 
and I think that's the problem in Indonesia. But I I I hope that one day uh, government could open their eyes to the opportunities of Bitcoin and at least experimenting. You know, like okay, let's say uh, let Bitcoin uh, do for some communities and let's see what happens. I think government needs something like that, like white experimenting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But but yeah, the I think the latest news from the Bank Indonesia, you know, like they want uh, they say that okay, we want to uh, regulate all those crypto. But I I don't know I don't know what it means by regulate because we already regulated by CFTC. But if Bank uh, Bank Indonesia right, really want to regulate it, then okay, then uh, please make it become a payment <laughs> if you want to regulate it, right? <laughs> And yeah, we can accept Bitcoin as a second currency, maybe, maybe, but we don't know. It's hard to talk with Bank Indonesia, actually. Yeah, uh, I think uh, with the project like Adapa dengan Bitcoin or other Indonesian community, we're uh, making people more aware with yeah. I think it, it's a good movement, I think. Yes, yes. Tao, you're holding up your hand. Yeah, I want to go back really quick to um, the U.S. dollar because you guys mentioned it a few times when we were talking about, you know, that you know certain you know family tells their family to, you know, uh, hold their money in gold or real estate, and then there was some mention about dollars. So I was really curious about how um, Indonesia views and treats dollars because, like. I'm not saying Indonesia is a third world country, but many third world countries and many countries, when they, they, they save all their dollars and they spend their local currency. I'm curious in Indonesia, I know you guys say it's not legal tender, so people can't use it to spend, but I'm, I'm curious as to whether do you guys know or have a sense that Indonesians, um, they hold dollars like they're holding gold, like you know, as a um, like a store of value. Do you guys know that that's happening or that? Yeah, yeah, that's happening. They 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 save it as like a gold. Actually, actually, last time my my uh, my parents also like that. They 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 hold dollar, you know, because uh, what happened in nineteen ninety eight that time, uh, when when rupiah collapsed, you know. So like everyone think that oh the safer currency is dollar, so they they uh, from that day they they keep on saving in dollar. Uh yeah, and 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 also uh, I comfort my mother that why you you, you why you save uh shitcoin you know like fiat currency for what? And I say uh, you need to learn about Bitcoin. Let's let's save it in Bitcoin. You know like. Uh, so last uh, last cycle, I convert my mom to save half of uh, to convert from dollar to Bitcoin. You know, then now uh, and uh, this cycle, then she already like wow, uh, Bitcoin grow uh, go so much. You know, uh, yeah. And then then okay, uh, sell all my dollar and convert it to Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, then uh, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, there th- there is a process, you know. You know, you need to prove to them that okay, at least one cycle. You know what happened in one cycle, then they they will like okay, uh, this is a good stuff. Uh, I don't want to hold dollar because dollar is like stable from 
uh, is a 14,000. One door is 14,000 rupiah. Around 14 to 16,000. The highest is 16,000. Yeah, uh, from 1998 till today, I think it's already like 20, 20 22, 20, yeah, 22 years or 24 years, you know. It's already like um, stable, you know. They don't go up or they don't go down. It's just around 14 to 16,000. And I say like, huh? Uh, and... And yeah, they think that that is stable, you know, like, okay, uh, it's safer and stable to, to hold US, you know. But actually, they don't realize that actually uh, the the purchasing power of the, the, the money, the dollar is already go down so, you know, so far, you know. Uh, that's why, like, um, I, 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 yeah, we need to, actually, it's education, like, we, we tell them, uh, your, when, when you save, like, 100,000, 100, Last last time, last 20 years, you can buy a lot with 100,000. But now, you still have the 100,000, but what you can buy? You not even can buy a house now with 100,000. Last time, uh, 20 years ago, 100,000, you can buy a few house already. Now, 100,000, you only can buy one car, maybe. Not a house. That's why, yeah, if you save in Bitcoin, then, yeah, you can really save. Uh, you can really have a good saving, you know again in that inflation yeah yeah I, I would, I, yeah I, I would think like you know since people are not spending dollars over there like they don't keep up or keep track of the news and the amount of money that amount of dollars that are being printed um here in the u.s we we actually know about this because okay they they, they print that money and they send it to us and so, and we see the price make and it taking a really big jump, like forty percent even on certain products, um, inflated. So, it the, the uh, it would be hard for people who are not paying attention, like like uh, you are paying attention to it, Dan, to to realize this. Uh, hey, yeah, even though dollars seem to be stable, um, you know, um, versus I mean. You know, uh, pegged to uh, the the rupiah and for twenty four years, but it in itself, it's not worth as much. Like just like how you mentioned. So, yeah, okay. So I was just, I was just curious just to like how people see it. So they still value dollars. This does show like um, not only Indonesia but other countries that I've heard from other people that the 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 the, the citizens of that country. They still value dollar really strongly, and, and, and they, they 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 store that as a store of wealth as well. So, okay, thanks for that. I know Jasper wants to ask a question. Um, Jasper, I've invited you up uh, so you can ask question yourself. Um, and while we're waiting for Jasper, um, please continue. Do you have any more questions, Tom? Oh no, no, that that's all I had. Um, cause you guys were talking about dollars and you know, it's like I like to you know during these um spacious Lucas, I always like to get a sense of how the world is operating in, in their you know, in their part of the world and with money, right? Especially with USD and then you know, all that. So it's just really interesting to see how different countries look at it, what they value, and then to like like to understand like how um rupiah pegged to dollar in 24 years hasn't really much change which would mean a lot of the people um there would think oh well it's the same sort of ratio so they don't feel that 
you know, it's losing value. But in fact, that if you're not paying attention to the news, right, you won't, you, if you pay attention to the news, that you would know, oh, yeah, it's losing its value. Hey, Jasper, welcome. Hi. Hi, Lucas. Um, um, thanks for inviting me. And um, I'm from Malaysia, but I, I really, really am interested in like getting to know about how like Indonesia thrive in terms of um, trying to understand Bitcoin among the communities. And um, I myself, um, I, I, I would just say right now, I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm a writer for Bitcoin in Malay, a Malay language. So, so it kind of like uh, associate with um, adapt padding and Bitcoin and stuff like that. And I really like the the work that they're doing. Um, but I have I have a specific questions for Danny. Um, since you're um close to uh the regulator and the government um is there any potential that because when i think about indonesia i think about like is there any place that that is uh you can use as a focal point or uh, a case of study instead of in a big cities and stuff like that i was thinking like um maybe bali will be a good place to 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 test um, how Bitcoin can be used as payment and and how the community around Bali able to use it and able to increase their maybe I will just say like profit profitability for their uh, tourism um, sector. Is, is there is there a way that you guys are able to convince the government in Indonesia? And I think that Bali is like kind of like a relaxed version of government or maybe like a side of the government because the policy is not so strict. I, I'm not sure. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong because I do, I do not know. Um, that's, that's what I'm thinking because maybe there's a one particular area that is, that is relaxed to the government and then we're just open to do anything we want and stuff like that. So I don't know, Danny, maybe, maybe you have the answer to that. Yeah. I think it's a bit hard, you know, uh, for for us to to asking that. Okay, uh, we want another new econ- uh, special economic zone because we already have that in. Uh, we call it Batam. You, you heard about Batam? Ah, Batam. Uh, that, yeah, uh, below Singapore below, area. Yeah, yeah, Singapore. Yeah, just just uh, yeah, uh, just near to Singapore. Uh, yeah, there's a, a special economic zone. Actually, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. There you can experiment thing, but if you want to ask uh, them to to make Bali as a special economic zone, I think I don't know. It's a bit hard, I think, <laughs> because ba- Bali is quite yeah. big, you know. Uh, Batam is a, a smaller a smaller city, but B- uh, Bali actually is very big. So uh, it's a bit hard, you know, because last time uh, before two thousand seventeen, yeah, uh, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are using. Uh, accepting actually accepting bitcoin in bali a lot of hotel you know villas you know mm-hmm. restaurant cafe they're accepting bitcoin then after 2017 the bank central that uh they go red you know they go to bali and read all those and those stop that accepting bitcoin and tell them to shut it down you know 
uh, yeah, you cannot do that. Uh, yeah, right. that that's the problem. Uh, if if yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe in the future we ask uh, again. You know, like maybe can make big uh, Bali as a special economic zone or not? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think banks sometimes a bit yeah a bit hard. You know? Yeah, I mean, like um, you guys might have um, have to put on a lot of uh, slideshows and stuff for the government. Yeah, actually, actually, <laughs> actually, our bank central uh, they they really uh, understand <laughs> and know about Bitcoin. That's why they they trying to you know uh, because because uh, currently Indonesia just announced they want to come up with their own yeah CBDC uh, the no. digital currency. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, they're promoting the CBDC. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, yeah, we we need to you know uh, regulated Bitcoin, you know, uh, we 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 cannot make Bitcoin as a, a legal payment, you know, because right. they are promoting their 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 own digital currency, right? Yeah. Uh, I think for 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 applying uh, Bali as a economic a special economic zone, I think. Uh, it's nearly impossible, I think so. <laughs> right, but when you said when you said there's one uh, which is in Batam, which is very much nearby to Singapore, yeah. oh, maybe maybe Batam will be a good uh, candidate. I do not know because, yeah, because maybe, <laughs> but I, I never went to Batam or community. I I don't know if, if there any any Bitcoin community in Batam yeah, that ever tried true. that. You know, that's true because I was because um my question was very much. Of course, it's a revolves around Indonesia um, for for today's um, space, and um, I was thinking so much about okay, what can Indonesia do and stuff like that. What what can I learn from that and able to apply that in Malaysia? And then uh, because we're just basically just neighbor to each other, and then and yeah, I was thinking, I, I think it's Malaysia very strict about uh, Bitcoin, right? Um, it, I'm not sure whether it's a strict or not because it seems like uh, the hash rate is like. So much higher. <laughs> <because>, oh, okay. <laughs> um, because you know, there's a lot of sketchy stuff going on, and and um, I'm just like, I, I'm just gonna put myself as a plebs or uh, someone someone who's just uh, being an observant. That's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna put myself uh, in a position where. Um, I'm into these regulators and then then um, um, doing stuff with the government and stuff like that. No, because I'm just like an individual, like everyone. I just mm-hmm. I just write about Bitcoin and then I just like want to know about my neighbors around. And then I've seen like uh, um, how can we how can we see like any some sort of like a Bitcoin exper- experiment or maybe Bitcoin in action in certain areas um, in, in my... Love your work though, Jasper. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking because another another question is uh, is that um, since the government also wants to... to uh, since the Indonesian government wants to put their headquarters in um, Kalimantan is that right yeah um yeah you have yeah. to move the capital city to yes the capital uh, so uh, now that's another that, now that's another interesting stuff going on because Indonesia is going to be huge in that in that terms and then it's going to have a lot of potential and bright future for Indonesia and uh, and plus building building the capital i mean building move the capital or the government buildings uh from scratch is quite 
uh, interesting part and um Sarawak because Sarawak is also closer to because we I'm from I'm from East Malaysia but I live in West in KL I'm in Kuala Lumpur um East Malaysia is where I'm, I'm coming from that's where my families are and we are very much closer to going to Kalimantan and in and the Indonesian border and, and it's gonna make another impact for the people in that Borneo Islands and I don't know I, I'm just I'm just like looking at the future it's, it's the way how it is because I'm just like a visionary person you may say um I'm just looking at connectivity in terms of many things in, in economy and stuff like that and Bitcoin can be uh something that the government can introduce in in that new place and new islands and for for these uh, governments to work together in the future time i'm just that's just my suggestions or a question maybe um for you danny that you might see that potential in the future for uh your country and my country and uh, i mean bitcoin is is uh, undoubtedly without borders and you just can cross it without without thinking of anything because bitcoin can be transferred anywhere and uh, I mean, every every places can thrive through uh, Bitcoin. That's that's how I think, and I'm really much, very much focusing on like how Lightning Networks works and how it can help um, make fast payment and stuff like that for the people. And then I'm I'm just enjoying myself um, diving in into Bitcoin. So yeah, um, that's all for right now. <laughs> You inspired forty-four thousand nine hundred forty-seven. <laughs> okay, um, I just want to add uh, to answer, help to answer Jasmine question. Maybe it is a maybe. Maybe uh, the way to make sure the government to use Bitcoin in Indonesia is uh, to uh, you know if Bitcoin is used in Bali, let's say, uh, I think it's really sexy, you know, to to. To somewhere to visit Bali because uh, you know Indonesian government is really care about tourism in Indonesia. So I think it would be uh, hope you know to making Bitcoin adopt Indonesia. I don't know maybe yeah hopefully because if you uh, if you trying to dig in a little bit there is a underground you know underground transaction Bitcoin in in Bali. It's a lot of them like. Uh, even it's not legal. Uh, some sometimes the tourist is just want to transact in Bitcoin, and the local is actually already using Bitcoin. But it's not, you know, it's not. It's like an underground thing because it's still banned in Indonesia. So I think we just need uh, some, you know, some moment to ignite or to trigger this uh, movement. You know, maybe the tourism in Bali can trigger. Uh, massive adoption Bitcoin Indonesia. I, I would argue the government, some governments uh, do not want to experiment because they are afraid it would work. Because if it would work, then it somewhat legitimized Bitcoin as a, as a safer, as a, as a safer, I don't know, asset or currency. Maybe. It's a, it's a thought experiment. I think Iman was trying to say something, Iman? Yeah, I just want to add, uh, 
Yeah, it's the nature of government, right? They want to control. So once they give up the power, I think, yeah, it's hard for them to get the power back. So I think, yeah, I agree with the Adapa dengan Bitcoin. It's all about power now. But uh, at the end, we are the, at the stage of uh, Muhammad Gandhi stage, you know. If you can beat it, join it. I mean, like, yeah, I think... Uh, once, uh, I mean, uh, uh, as time goes by, I think uh, Bitcoin will uh, strive, but at the same time, is uh, they uh, don't give up the control you know, the, of the currency. But I think uh, there's something in between later on will happen in the near future. Maybe in the next couple of years, I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens next. One thing that for people that don't know is that Indonesia has um, a strong legal tender law. Um, so you're not actually allowed to transact in any other currency than the Indonesian rupiah. And it's um, due to strict capital controls. Um, So maybe uh, it's this um, overarching larger policy um, which kind of makes it hard to make an exception for Bitcoin, I would guess. It's not really really the national interest to change that policy. Maybe they have to change the whole policy or make a special economic zone like you were talking about. Anyways, Jogin has a question. Jogin. Okay, thank you guys. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I'm just going to be uh, real quick here. I only read from the media, but probably Dan later can uh, clarify. Uh, when we talk about uh, blockchain technology, uh, I only know uh, there is this one uh, startup, uh, uni- unicorn level base is called online pajak sorry sorry they, sorry sorry, sorry. Uh, we're talking about bitcoin uh, are you talking about bitcoin or some other project here uh, blo- blo- blockchain no, because no 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 bitcoin we're talking about uh, bitcoin here so um my apologies guys um i have a, a, a another question um relating to politics in indonesia um does Uh, so you have the regulators um, is there any other dynamics um, relating to Bitcoin in Indonesia say for example um, I know that for some some topics the uh, the uh, Sultan um, in Georgia Carta uh, they they have quite a lot of um, uh, cultural power in Indonesia Um Maybe not so much formal power, but um, are there any other such institutions that could play an important role in the adoption of Bitcoin other than the regulators? I haven't, I haven't heard anything from Jakarta, but yeah, uh, one of the, uh, in my opinion, one of the stronger forces that. Uh, To speed up adoption is the religious leaders, so that's why I've been we've been trying to. to I can't say educate 
well, we're just giving opinions about other other uh, religious leader in, in in different countries about how to approach this topic. Because yes, uh, in my opinion, if if they can understand it and can 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 differentiate between Bitcoin and crypto and the current fiat system, I think that would be a, 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 a major force in at least making the, the discussion more, more, more deep rather than just uh, the usual narration. The usual. Very, very interesting. Is, is there any angle that would be extra... Uh, extra useful for the religious leaders, uh, say remittances or uh, religious ceremonies, donations to those, or what kind of use case do you think is uh, closest to heart? Well, if, if in my understanding, because because I'm 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 not a Muslim, but but most most people here, the Muslim people here. Are, are concerned about riba usury, so that's one of the angles that can, can uh, make people understand it more. And I, I, I try to connect some people here in Indonesia, to, like Muhammad Wiyatakar and the 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 Muslim scholars. Uh, uh, that understand this issue better, and I think it's working well. I I I've, I've connected some people so they can understand it uh, more easily. But it'll take time. It'll take time. That's really interesting. My I have actually the, the startup that I helped uh, a few years back in Indonesia. It's a messaging app called Supertext, and they just. Um, launched together with NU, the uh, Indonesian um, uh, Muslim organization. I think they have like 90 million members. Um, and I, I proposed to him that he should integrate um, uh, lightning payments on, uh, for remittances into his, uh, his, into his chat app and to kind of uh, push out Bitcoin uh, through the um, Muslim community. I'm going to check with him if... Um, where he's in the rollout because uh, I'd love to uh, introduce you guys. Maybe that could be a, uh, a useful way to, um, yeah, because there's already a technology platform that they're rolling out. Yeah, yeah, there's nice. a lot of you. Yeah. There's there's a lot of advantages that the the the, the government itself can use uh, can get from Bitcoin from from monetizing branded energy. Remittance is a big thing in Indonesia because a lot of people work uh, abroad. But yeah, it'll, I don't know, it'll take time. It'll take time. What were you about to say, Dan? No, no. I just say there's a good idea if you, uh, if you ask your, uh, your friend to integrate the Lightning Network in the chat application. <laughs> That's a good one, but maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. After that, uh, I think he will get problem with Bank Central. I think so. <laughs> but 
But uh, the Bank Central isn't as powerful as the Muslim organization, no? Yeah, but but actually, actually, you know, um, because last time, uh, yeah, I I talked with Bank Central, you know, that then uh, the Bank Central say that actually it's very easy for us to, you know, uh, to to ban Bitcoin. We just say that. Uh, yeah, they they understand that they cannot ban Bitcoin, you know, in in a technological perspective. Yeah, you cannot ban it because, uh, yeah, Bitcoin is in the internet. If you want to ban it, then you cut off all the internet, right? And they understand it. Then, the, uh, then the bank center say that, yeah, maybe I can use the um, the religion leader to say that Bitcoin is haram. You know, that that's the way. You know how bank central, you know. To, that's why. They that's why. Uh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just did last last few months ago. Bitcoin is haram. From uh, they, I think they approached the the religious uh, the religious leader, you know, uh, to to say that you know Bitcoin is haram, you know, to help them to help Bank Central to say that, you know, <laughs> and then they promote their their central bank digital currency. Has the religious leaders said anything about it, or they just yeah they, yeah they they already talked it out last uh, yeah, I think last two months we have a, a, a big debate lah about uh, Bitcoin is haram or halal you know crypto yeah oh wow so this is actually um, quite risky because if if they if the religious leaders come out and say it's haram, that's going to really stifle adoption. That's much worse than regulation. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, when the first uh, Majlis Ulama Indonesia or MUI, the religious leaders group uh, announced that Bitcoin is haram, it's really, I'm worrying a lot about that thing because, you know, most of our Indonesian is like so giving huge belief in those communities. So like, it's it's way more powerful than governments have, I think. Okay, so let me let me clarify here. They haven't yet publicly announced that it's haram. They're only discussing it and touching the subject, or have they announced it? They have announced they have. it. They have. I'm not so there's there's a, there's not one uh, religious group, uh, so you say. There's some there's 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 uh, different religious uh, camps, what you would call it. Yeah, but but one says it's haram, one says it's halal. So they both uh, open up their opinion, and it's still a it's, it's still a debate now between the the people itself. Is there anything we can do to help? Well, I'm doing things. Uh, I translated some 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 uh, videos from from other scholars outside of Indonesia. Uh, that is that explaining why it's halal in in very uh, very easy terms. And yeah, I I I, I tweeted it to everyone that I can think of. So in 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 order to spark a debate, that's all that I can do because I do not have any position in a religious 
community. But you had uh, Saifedean as keynote speaker at your conference, and um, I think this is a subject that's pretty close to his heart. Have you um, have you engaged him anything in in that? We have, we have uh, not only him, but uh, Muamia Thakur, a a scholar, uh, a Muslim scholar from uh, England. Uh, he's a speaker also, talking. Uh, uh, mainly about that, about Bitcoin in the eyes of Islam. That's the video that I'm trying to spread so people would at least uh, get a different angle from what has been narrated here. Mm, very interesting. We have Jaime here. He is one of the... Um, moderators uh, and organizers of Global Bitcoin Fest. Um, hi, Jaime. You have a question. Hey, Lucas. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was actually super interested in uh, the, I guess, where the interpretation of different scholars comes on Bitcoin being haram or halal, because I think, especially Indonesia representing one of the, and if I'm not mistaken, it's the biggest Muslim community in the world, <laughs> the way that it's received there will have a huge impact. I know that Dubai, um, obviously, uh, being in a Muslim country, hosts various um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency conferences and so on. But I think one of the hugely important things, especially when educating uh, scholars and religious leaders is to make the, the distinction between Bitcoin and the way that it works versus other cryptocurrencies because in, in the material that I've come across it seems to be all grouped together and I think that that will make a huge difference because there is like a vast amount of difference and I think that, you know, I, I can't speak from a place of any intelligence or authority in the, in the way that um, this gets interpreted in the Muslim community, but just based on the way that Bitcoin has been engineered and structured, there's a lot of virtuous elements in it, which I think would be very um, aligned to yeah, you know, to a lot of religious beliefs, including uh, um, Islam. But again, I, I I'm just speaking from from a very uh, you know pleb point of view with no knowledge, and I know that, and I fully recognize and acknowledge that there's a lot of complexity behind it. But I think making the difference between Bitcoin and crypto is 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 huge. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and I don't think it's a problem mainly for, for Muslim or any religious. It's a problem for the majority of people uh, who cannot grasp uh, matching how Bitcoin works. Because we, we never really have something like this before. And yes, that, that's what we're trying to, to uh, educate people. To, to, because there's a lot of narration here that is uh, so is is the 
is is used too general. So Bitcoin is, is, is in one is is in one camp with the the other shit coins. Uh, that's the distinction that we have to make to, to make people realize it's different. It's not an easy task, but we're getting to it. We're there. okay. This is a very interesting conversation. Um, we're starting to approach the three-hour mark, and um, maybe um, our guests here are. Uh, we're, we're taking a lot of uh, of your day here, uh, so um, I suggest maybe it's time to uh, wrap up. Uh, but before we do that, um, I'd love to hear a few words from each one of you guys um, or if there's um, a last topic that you want to touch that we, you think we haven't uh, touched uh, enough, um, maybe you bring it up. Um, so if, um, if we can go and we say Ada, Dan, uh, Iman and 44,000, the Indonesians, if you want to share a couple of words um, before we wrap up. I just want to say thanks for for hosting this space. It's, it's, it's nice to get to know that people around the world uh, it's coming together to uh, uh, open people's eyes. And for Indonesians, uh, there's a white paper poster. Uh, Bitcoin white paper poster in Indonesian language. It's free to download if you want uh, in Class Bitcoin website. I think I'll tweet it out later if you want. Mm. Okay, and just thanks, Lucas. Thanks, everyone. Okay, who's next? Yeah, I just want to say thank you to Lucas. Yeah, uh, for this for this space. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, I feel the same, like, uh, very thankful to Lucas, Global Bitcoin, or uh, everyone that creating this space, because I think it's not just about uh, giveaway or something or information or something. No, I think it's about, uh, you know, uh, gathering every company together, because the most important things uh, that Indonesia should aware is the technology itself, you know, by the you know, by the global community reaching us in Indonesia, I think it will be helping, really, really helping local community to uh, be noticeable by our uh, citizen also. You know, like most of us is really interested if you are somewhere from outside Indonesia is uh, speaking here, having conference. So I think uh, uh, you should uh, making more and more and more space like this especially joining local community like, you know, Bitcoin Indonesia or other on Bitcoin, it would be really good because it's built up a healthy conversation in Indonesia, which is really required. So I think this is really good, positive, And yeah, I'm very thankful for that. Thing. I think Iman is having um, connection problems just when wrapping up, unfortunately. Um, and 
thank you so much guys for uh sharing sharing all your experience and all your insight super interesting to learn about indonesia and such a a massive market a lot of people don't know that indonesia is almost 300 people it's a huge country and the the largest muslim country in the world um and uh, it's um it, it it really is a place where um that could be a driver in in bitcoin i think in the sense that i'm getting just you know touching on uh listening to your stories and uh, looking into the telegram group that you have it seems like you have a very strong a strong foundation already so i think that's really encouraging and um, so uh, i can recommend if if you guys um enjoy this format i can recommend to do uh say um uh, space every once once in a while together with your community and maybe you would you would do it in indonesian and that would make more sense and of course we should we should do one one more in the in the future together um maybe for the 24 hour next year uh 24 hour non-stop twitter space we're going to do one one per year maybe you guys should have one of the the slots there that would be super cool a little bit about um global bitcoin fest for those that are late here um it's a pleb organized um a completely organic team um everybody contributes what they want to do uh hosting or doing uh, the post production of this recording or the designs and uh, we started with a 24 hour non stop to the space on 7th of September to celebrate El Salvador uh, adoption of uh, bitcoin and uh, we organized it in 7 days it was a really fast production and we got bitcoiners from all over the world to to join in and talk about their communities all the way from Cuba, Venezuela, to Tonga, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Japan. It was really cool to listen to to everybody and uh, we decided that we're going to do it once a week focus on one community and today we had the honor to talk to you guys from Indonesia. So nice um to to meet you. Um And we have Iman is back. Iman, you want to say a last few words before we wrap up? Yeah, I had a connection problem before. Yeah, I just want to add. Uh, yeah, maybe the risk is uh, education. You know, it's all about education. You know, uh, people don't know understand what the value of bitcoins and then how the fractional banking system works. <laughs> And then not only that, the the second is the uh, actually moving uh, product to one person to another. You know, I mean, like uh, for example, when uh, like uh, drugs, you know, uh, uh, when you sell something, uh, uh, when you sell drugs to people, you uh, need to experience it yourself, right? And I think by you doing it. the uh, education uh, things such as like this and also you giving away your sats to people i think is better way to, to people to understand the value because uh, they need to experience first you know whether is uh, they lose uh, money or not is the other uh, other topic but uh, it's actually to owning bitcoin first you know and then and uh, by doing that uh, you can also learning along the way And yeah, mass adoption is inevitable at the end. 
fazer isso. Boom. And with those words, it's perfect timing to wrap up. Unless uh, Jaime, Tao, or Jesper wants to say something. Well, I just want to say thanks, Lucas, and also thanks um, to the Indonesian plebs for all those information. Um, you confirmed some of my assumption with the younger generation that that's one of the bigger things that I um, that I feel Bitcoin will will basically be part of our future is that these younger generation people are getting adopted, and that's why I was kind of you know you know asking questions that were in that area about you know the demographics and adoption i just think that's the that's, that's the direction we're going to be going as we move closer to like digital money so thanks a lot guys um yeah likewise uh thanks a lot and i, I think the haram versus halal discussion will continue i i think um, especially as Bitcoin g- gains traction throughout um, um, Muslim countries and regions of the world. Um, and, um, you know, how, how this develops in Indonesia, uh, like Lucas said, may, may set a precedent for, for a lot of other places. So I'm, I'm going to be super, super um, interested in following the development of that. So. For sure. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you guys being on the space. Thanks, Lucas. Um, thank you, Lucas, for um, the invitation to this space and making this space work for everyone. And I, the only hope that I that I want to see is that um, someday maybe Indonesia will have like another proposal for free economic um, free economic zone or a micro free economic zone somewhere in Indonesia. That, enabled for the Bitcoin adoptions in the future. So, so yeah, I wish that everyone will be able to see that in the future and then able to come and enjoy, um, able to use Bitcoin everywhere. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Let's wrap up. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Bitcoin Indonesia community. You are awesome. And thanks from us at Global Bitcoin Fest. Bye bye. Global Bitcoin Fest. Celebrate Bitcoin adoption with Bitcoin communities worldwide.